This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. It's Tuesday morning. We're recording ahead of the NFL Combine. Uh, Neither of us are down there, but we will talk more about that a little bit in today's episode, much more in the weeks to come. There's always fun little nuggets to come out of the combine, whether it's access from teams or obviously the risers and fallers um, of the actual event itself. Um, Before we get into prospects though, interesting report came out yesterday, Tom. I I know we've talked about on this podcast. It feels inevitable that Kirk Cousins is just going to sign another one year deal. It'll, It'll help move the money around. The Vikings need to create some cap space. That always felt like what I thought was going to happen. Well, NFL Network insider Tom Palacero, yesterday, the report comes out, and I quote, this is from Palacero, I would not anticipate there's another one-year extension here. Either the Vikings and Kirk Cousins do a long-term extension that locks him up as their franchise quarterback, or potentially they keep their options open and let Cousins play out his existing deal. Where do you stand with that? What is the best option there? If one-year deal is not on the table... Are you committing to Kirk long-term to move the money around? Or are you just eating it, figuring out a way to ca- create cap space and letting this deal play out? First thing I would like to know, and I don't think we'll ever know, is is this push <clears throat> from Cousins' side? Is he saying, yeah. I want to retire with the Minnesota Vikings? Or is this, I think it's less likely, but like, is this push from Kwesi's side and O'Connell's, right? Like kind of commit to us. The interesting thing is if it's the latter, and really this should apply in both circumstances, this is the opportunity for Cousins to go. I will take a little bit less for the certainty because he he essentially gets a bigger sum, right? If, let's say, right. I don't know how they go more than three years, right? He's entering his age 35 season. I don't know how you'd go like five and you're like, yeah, we're going to have 40-year-old Kirk Cousins out there. It's very possible he can play at 40. We saw signs of decline, even though his stats were better, even though he was good in good situations. I think if you just looked at the physical skill, right? little less zip on the ball and stuff right there's just some signs that like hey he's you know 35 or 34 entering 35 mm-hmm. if it's even if it's a three-year deal it's a relatively big commitment given that i just don't know what 38 year old kirk cousins looks like and i think if that's the case the only reason i do that if i'm the vikings is let's get to a reasonable cap number a little less than your market value but here's what you get kirk you get a coach who believes in you an offensive system i think he likes working with less and you have faith or he'd have to have faith that Quasi and his staff will put a team around him, meaning you're going to have a good offensive line, right? We'll figure out the center and the guards. Uh, you have Hawkinson and Jefferson. We're going to lock those guys up in part because you're taking less money than market value. Um, and we will make sure that there's, you know, receiver two or somehow that's uh, that happens within the offense. And then we're going to revamp this whole defense. And I think if you have a holistic conversation like this, <clears> Cousins <throat> has the leverage and can always say, give me more money because someone else would, right? Um, but he may say, look, I could go join the Jets, but that's a gamble. I could go join the whatever. There's a few teams out there that that would um, pay him. Uh, it doesn't seem worth the gamble unless I guess that team's the Niners. Like I'm trying to think of like where he would go, where he'd kind of get be in an equal space, right? Or whatever coach who believes in offensive talent team that wants to contend right now. So uh, that's the only way I see this working. And for people who are Cousins detractors, right? I understand if you believe in Kirk Cousins, if you're bullish and think that he's got some untapped potential because of the circumstances in, 
Um, I understand why you'd want him long-term. If you, if you actually want a succession plan, this actually might be better. Assuming again, you get to a number that's reasonable for the Vikings for cousins. Um, I think it's going to take multiple shots in the draft in order to get the successor, right? We've talked about this mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're looking at a three-year deal, and again, I think that's as far out as you can go, you're actually trying to make sure that, that by the third year it flips, right? Cousins yep. probably starts the season. The successor takes over. Um, that's because you have to develop that quarterback more and you have to take more multiple shots in the draft having said that it's like if you sign him to the long-term deal then it's like you do actually probably have to use a pick this year you know what i mean like like you <laughs> you only have yeah. so many shots and, and you have that development time um but i don't i do believe in the high floor that you need to have that you need to compete when you have justin jefferson you can't just throw random guys under center and hope that um the, he gets in the ball um but i do i mean it's it's a risky contract because there's no precedent for Cousins being like, yeah, I'm going to take a team-friendly deal. This has to be the first time he does it. Otherwise, if you're the Vikings, I guess you ride it out this year. It's going to be weird because I don't know how the hell like they compete with 16% of the cap going to Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> but I actually think the Vikings aren't wrong in, wrong in thinking, okay, then we need a succession plan right away, in which case, like, what is that plan? You know, that's that's my concern with the one-year deal with Cousins. That's, that's where I'm at. Like, my gut reaction is, okay, well, Kirk – it costs a lot of money. The team friendly deal sounds great, but like you said, there's no precedent that said he's going to do that. Um, I think I saw a graphic the other day. He's made more money than any quarterback in the league since 2017, except for I think maybe it's Russell Wilson. Um, he's he's number two. He, he's always going to take care of him and take care of his family. And I can't knock that. Like if, if you're going to go get your money, like you have a finite amount of time in as a professional athlete to make money. Um, Kirk Cousins is maximizing that time, but yeah, if he takes a team friendly deal, I think the long-term deal makes sense. My gut is okay. If he's not going to do that, you might want to just let this year play out and figure out everything else later. But what listening to you talk just there, Tom, like you're right. Like if you let this year play out, all right, go down this rabbit hole. If you let this year play out, you're going to be pretty good. You're not going to be in the Caleb Williams conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably not going to be in the Drake May conversation. That's as far as I'll go with quarterbacks I know next year and year, yeah, next year's I've, draft. Yeah. Um, but if you're not in on any of those two or either of those two, you're not finding a guy who's just going to come in and be better than Kirk Cousins next year, right? Like that's the that's the thing. You, you you're right. You need to have a high floor. You have a, a team in place. It definitely needs some tweaks. But when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson, you want to keep him happy and. Yeah. The, the guy has never lost in his career. He was he was great in high school. Obviously, one of the best college football teams we've ever seen at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he struggled. You know, he admitted it like a couple of years into his career, like hadn't made the playoffs, is not used mm-hmm. to this. Do you think he wants to go through a transitional period with, with whoever you use as the succession plan? The rookie quarterback always sounds good. It always sounds fun and sexy and new. But – there is something to be said about just being competitive. And mm-hmm. I think it might be the best way to do that is to take your medicine, lower the cap hit. Even if Kirk doesn't take a necessarily quote unquote team friendly deal, I think there are ways to just get the cap hit down to a degree mm-hmm. um, by stretching it out over three years, four years. Um, and then that does give you time to find the proper succession plan to a degree it's hard though because you don't know if that guy is, is gonna come to yeah. fruition like there's there's 
teams out there that have been looking for quarterback succession plans forever. And then they just don't. Yeah. So the only pause I would have with giving Kirk Cousins a long-term extension is I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with him. And I think you should be in the business of trying to win a Super Bowl. Um, I don't think you should be in the business of trying to make the playoffs. Um, I guess like that's a byproduct of winning the Super Bowl is making the playoffs, but this team had a ceiling this year and we saw it when, Mm -hmm. when they couldn't beat the giants. Um, I think your ceiling is, is the same, if not lowered this year with, if Kirk cousins is given that extension kind of long, long term. Now, I mean, part of that ceiling was the defense was terrible, right? We blame Dontel, but we've talked about how the roster was also all messed up and it's still kind of But you can't afford defense when your quarterback is taking up, like you said, 16% of the cap. Yeah, and so I got to imagine, I mean, I think about it from two, I think of the two forces that could um, help the Vikings here. I think one of them is obviously Kwesi has to think, again, like a CEO and kind of go, there may be just a tough conversation (laughs) in that building of like, yes, we can't, mess with Justin Jefferson, but um Quasi yeah. might be going like, look, I either need cousins to commit to us, meaning if he says he wants to retire here, I'm not saying this is going to be a high number no matter what. It just it cannot be the highest number possible because that does not work for the Minnesota Vikings. Um so I either need him to commit long term at a at a reasonable number so that I can put something around him. Or you enter this just, and no one's going to want to hear this, this Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, like think about, and I don't know if Cousins is that much better than those guys, right? But like you enter that sweepstakes every year, right? And that's, it's such an incredible gamble, but maybe he's saying like, look, it's just unfeasible to have the quarterback, especially Cousins caliber at 16%, right? Um, We talked about how like Mahomes, it works with Mahomes. It's going to work with Burrow and Allen, right? There aren't many guys that that number Mm -hmm. works for. Having said that, like, yeah, I mean, I get that. It's just, it, it is, it is, it is a weird, it's such a weird risk. And again, going back to the succession plan, it just can't happen like overnight. I, again, I was under the operating assumption Cousins was basically year to year, right, with the team. Right. Um, and that's why it matters to me who kind of presented this, right? Was it Cousins saying, look, like maybe his agent gets in his ear and he goes, Kirk, like, you've made a lot of, you're fine. You're, you're good with the amount of money you made. You should get market value. You take, devastating hits it's a violent game there's a lot of people that watch it on television right but he might be telling him like look what's important to you if cousins goes it's winning a super bowl his agent might be saying hey you can retire here you just can't take the maximum amount go stay in a place that you know where they're committed to winning where the ownership's good assuming he believes in quasi you believe in quasi certainly i think believes in o'connell why tempt fate somewhere else? Right. And it, that that's the other thing is like, that's what the agent's job is to do. Right. It's to advocate for the player, but also to kind of provide perspective. And, and again, maybe his agents is saying, let's go out and make the most amount of money. I will say this, like he 84 million guaranteed is, is such an absurd contract, especially at the time he did pass up more money from the jets. If I understand right. Right. I mean, it's like, it's not as though he always has gone for the most. And I do think what matters too is, Washington never believed in him, right? Yeah. Like they yep. just saw him as the backup, right? <clears throat> and at, while Spielman, I guess, did at one point, like Zimmer never believed in him. And this is a different circumstance, right? At the very least, O'Connell does. And so, again, I just think you're more likely at just the human mindset of like, yeah, I'm willing to compromise a little bit because of a good situation. But again, that's an assumption. I don't know how this is going to work. And I think this is why this is such stunning news is that it not only goes up against a operating assumption, 
but there's a missing piece of information. This isn't knocking in a reporter or whatever. There's a really big missing piece of information of like who approached Cousins with this or like how did or did Cousins approach the team? And I just I think that really matters. It feels like just using like logic. It it, it seems like this would come from Cousins camp, right? Like we're not going to be doing this. We don't want to do this year to year. We don't want to keep doing the will they, won't they year to year thing. Either commit to us or don't. But I get it from the other side. And I do think back to like that Quasi Adolfo Mensa quote that kind of made him go radio silent on us um, from the USA mm-hmm. Today article. Like probably taken a little bit out of context, but remember the quote, we don't have Tom Brady. We don't have Patrick Mahomes. It's more likely yeah. to win a Super Bowl if you have that quarterback. Quasi's like a guy who understands like the parameters of the league from a very like analytical decision-making process. And I think he understood, like, if me and you are sitting on this podcast being like, you probably aren't winning a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Like, you mm-hmm. think Quasey probably understands that too, right? Like, mm-hmm. to a degree, I get there's there's certain things that work with Kevin O'Connell getting the most out of him and, um, you know, Kirk Cousins finally having a coach that believes in him and taking steps forward. Maybe he'll take more steps forward next year. But there's limitations. And, and I think a guy who comes from the – background that Quasi Adolfo does of like not making emotional decisions on wall street, because if you get emotional, you lose. Like, I think he can separate the two. Um, and I think he kind of understands like what's in place with the Vikings and, and kind of the ceiling that they have. So I, I, you're right. Like, I'm curious where that report came from. My gut would say the cousins camp, because it's probably annoying to, to have to deal with this every off season. Like, are they going to mm-hmm. extend you? Are they not going to extend you? Um, but I could see the, the Vikings leaking this too. Like, so we'll see that this will obviously come to a head at some point in the next couple of weeks, few weeks. Um, I don't think this will drag a ton because the Vikings can't really afford for it to drag a ton. They have either have to commit to cousins, get the cap it down and, and, and flush out their roster from there. Or they have to realize that they're not going to be able to do that and cut cost a heck of a lot of more places across the roster. To be frank, you can you can make it work if you don't extend cousins. Your roster is just going to be worse. Like you have, you're going to have to cut guys. You're going to have to restructure yeah. guys. You're going to put yourself. You're going to kick the can down the road with so many guys that you're going to potentially put yourself in cap hell moving forward. Um, yes, the cap is not. You know, the thing is the cap is fake, kind of. Um, but if you do this too long, you end up like New Orleans, who is like $95 million yeah. in cap hell. This, I'm not the first person to use this, but it's a little like a credit card, right? You could go like, oh, you can keep spending on it as long as like you have the kind of the credit limit, right? Mm-hmm. But like at some point you have to pay off that bill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, it's not, it's not a perfect analogy because I guess people just carry credit debt forever. But like, I, I think like this is like when um, I can't remember which year I was one of the Cam Newton years, I think with the Patriots where like Belichick was like, we just need a year to reset the cap. Right. And like no one in New England wants to hear that, especially like post Tom Brady or whatever. And and like it just seems like something like Belichick would never admit, you know, and it doesn't help like he didn't draft well and he made some weird free agent moves or whatever. But like that part of it was true. Like you need this year to kind of just like pay off all that credit card debt so that you have you can use more of your limit. And I, I guess that's the way I think about it is like, it is fake year to year. It becomes very real at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you just have a lot of veteran players who aren't worth that much money who you got to pay off or you're just, I mean, it's a little like the Dalvin cook thing. Like 
listen, if you're the Wilfs, you take a $6 million hit, you know, I think it's to trade him or whatever, but like at some point you're going to your owner and being like, well, we got all this dead cap. We got to pay off. Right. And we got to move this guy because we need a whatever. And like, <clears> that's <throat> also not a great thing. If you're, if you're quasi or if you're yep. the organization, right. That's not like, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's fake year to year in that like new Orleans always stretches it. The best teams do. And that's why Rob Brzezinski is like this, right. It, that's why he's like a household name for Vikings fans. <laughs> Cause people are like, how does this guy do it? It's like, he just understands the cap at a, uh, you know, a, a huge level, right? That he he understands how void years work and mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Having said that, no matter what the expertise is, at some point he may go to the other guys and go like, "Look, this is not magic. Like, this is gonna burn you, and it's gonna burn you probably quicker than you think." Because, you know, if you restructure like Harrison Smith or something, do you really? I think he's a great player. Do you really want him at like thirty seven or what? You know, it's. I mean, that's the those are the consequences you have. So, I don't know. Yeah, the Viking. That's. It's it's incredible news, and again, if it's if it's cousins coming to them, I think the Vikings have to look at it and go like, look, we need to have some sort of compromise. You're still going to make a lot of money, but I guess in Quasi's mind, he's like, I could pay someone who's marginally worse than you substantially less, right? If you if you mm-hmm, want mm-hmm. maximum value, and again, that's how the Wall Street guy thinks, and that's Quasi's going to take risks. We've already seen it. Thinking back to last draft. I don't no problem trading within the division. And now you're like, well, Jameson Williams or, or uh, Christian Watson would probably have a role on this team. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Yep. But yep. Um, so, so again, like he, if he's willing to gamble in that way in a very public event, right. Everyone's pining for football um, loves the draft because of the promise and all this stuff and the storylines um, on draft day. Right now we think more about the opportunity cost he had that than, than his draft class. And that won't change until Lewis seen booth. I like Osmo, but you know, Osmo, some of these guys mm-hmm. make an impact on the defense.